Everyone, I am so excited. Welcome to Little Bit Weebish. This is the podcast where I, Megan Cardenas, talk about anime with my friends. Um, and of course, I have Taylor with me. And Taylor, hello. This is our season finale. We did it. I know. I, it just came up so fast. I know. I just don't know how to process it. I just, I had such an amazing time. And, you know, time flies when you're having fun. That is so true. And I just, everyone, I want to give Taylor a shout out because Taylor was super awesome with helping me with this new season, getting all the episodes ready to the point where she was more on top of it than me. And she would have her episodes done before me. And I just was so impressed with Taylor like the entire time. It was so great having you on. And I just, I'm so excited that we finally made it to the end. Yay. Yes. Thank you. I know you can't see me, but I am blushing right now. So thank you. Uh And thank you for inviting me. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Of course. This was awesome. Um, Now, everyone, let's just dive right in to the end. We're covering, of course, episodes 21 through 23. Again, the season finale. Let's go. All right. So... (laughs) For episode 21, the episode title is called The Swordsmanship of a King. Now, Boss, he walks past Boji and the Big Four and makes his way to Miranjo the Mirror. He apologizes for keeping her, but Miranjo admits that she's done some things that she can't take back. And Boss said, or she says... The love we shared, the life we've shared, it would have, uh, it should have been enough for me, she said. But really, the thought of Boss's life ending without another child to prolong it caused her to panic and plan. She was the one who called the hostile nation to attack the kingdom with Boji as bait to kill Queen Sheena. And at some point, Boss had realized that it was she who had set up this plan in motion for her, to, uh, for Dida to be his next vessel and to show healing mercy. Uh, Miranjo suggested that they kill her too. Now Miranjo apologized, and Boss said she'd found her true self again. It was her feelings for him that drove her to do this. So this was his fault. He tells her that he's sorry, but all her suffering will have been in vain. He walks off and tells her that if he falls here, he will join her. But Miranjo believes he cannot. Now, King Boss reminds the Big Four of who he really is and tells them that they need to accept that he's back again and died his body. If they can, they will be welcomed back into his service. But those who refuse will die here. Boji remembers who his father is and is is conflicted. But Boss tells them threateningly, make your choice. Pledge your lives to me once more or throw away or throw them away in Dida's name. These are your only paths. These are the only paths for you. This makes Boji recall a time when they were children and he was being made fun of and Boji came to stop them. 
Boji knows he can face his father, and Kage agrees. Their hearts are now one, and if they die, they would die together. Doma steps ahead of Boji this time and says he is with the prince. I will take the path of righteousness he commits to himself. And Dorsha jumps ahead of Domas. You already know. It's like, hell yeah, we know. You're go- you're yeah. not going to let anything happen to Hilling's sons or Hilling. Like, we already know. <laughs> and uh, Bevan also joins. It was never in doubt for him. And Apis tells the king that he had willed the throne to Boji upon his death and said, and we of the big four serve the rightful king. Everyone is on Boji's team. And that makes boss yell, then you choose death. All of them are prepared to fight and Boji uh, gets ahead of them. (sighs) Okay, so despite what any of the big four have done in the past, seeing all of them step up to side <sighs> with Boji was so awesome. Like, no yes. hesitation. They all went and they made the right choice in the end. And I was just like, yes, yes, love it. I know, cheering for all of them. I mean, remember back when they had taken a vote on who should be the king, mm-hmm. Boji? It's like, now they are all all in this they are all on boji's side it is like yeah oh it's amazing now despa tells the men to step aside their skills are no match and their deaths would only fatten the worms which is hysterical and domus agrees but he charges that boss anyway because he's vowed to protect boji and it would be the least he could do to atone for his sins boji mercifully touches him on a vital point that causes Domas to just collapse. Despa reminded him that, uh, reminded all of them that Boji's swordsmanship of a king um, is that he was rejecting to kill anyone. That uh, he was merciful. And witnessing that made Boss commit to finishing Boji quickly. Now, I want to just say this. I know this is the title of the episode, but I love that we've seen this swordsmanship of a king theme repeated mm-hmm. throughout the series um, and that we have been challenged to think of our own idea of what makes a good king. Is it their strength or is it more? You know, I love that we've had that throughout the series. Yeah, especially because in the beginning, Domas was the one who said that Boji's swordsmanship was not that of a king. And to have it all kind of come full circle here is just so cool. Oh, I know. I love it. Now, Despa does worry about his apprentice, though he's not vocal about it. He even doubts that... If he's able to pull it off, will he pull it off? He remembers the battle with Oaken, and he believes that, once again, he has failed as a teacher. But Kage, he does believe everything that Boji has done up until this point has been to help others. So Boji walks up to his father, and he senses Boss's true giant nature, and they begin to fight. And with each attack, 
Boji dodges. He uses his surroundings to get the upper hand and takes the opportunity to poke at his father's weapon, taking off chunks of it until it's ultimately destroyed. With the slash of his sword, Boji knocks out Boss. Everyone is shocked by what they just witnessed. Now, Boss, he does stumble to get back up, and Boji keeps coming at him. The invincible King Boss is utterly helpless against Prince Boji. Angry, Boss chucks earth or chucks uh, bits of earth at Boji, but none of it uh, hits him. And Boss wonders what he is experiencing now, these feelings of uncertainty, guilt, affection, happiness. Boss is now on his knees and he's making his way to Miranjo. He is sorry that he couldn't do more and lifts up his broken club. And Miranjo realizes that when she brought him back, it wasn't for him, his sake, she had woken him from his rest out of selfish desires. Kage gives Boji a nudge so he can stop his father from destroying the mirror, and he knocks him out. Meanwhile, in the underworld, a judge is shocked to hear that King Dessa would decline the first place ranking, even though there's a chance that there could be something that saves the Prince Oaken. But Dessa believes his brother Despa that he can find a cure to save Oaken instead. Again, he is he's refusing the number one ranking. There's just got to be some really bad history when it comes to getting this ranking that someone would straight up refuse it, especially if that's supposed to be like the ultimate thing you want to attain is number one. Right. And like, I know the judge says this later on that it's like, oh, the ranking system is for the happiness of the people. But I'm like, this just feels like ominous and detrimental to whoever has the king who gets number right. one. Like just remembering King Bo's dad, mm-hmm. that just seems horrible. So yeah, the fact that Dessa is wary of this is very telling. Mm-hmm. And boss too. He didn't seek that. Right. At one point they said he didn't seek the number one ranking. Right. He wanted to be the strongest, but he didn't care mm-hmm. about being number one. So yeah, right. very interesting. Now, back above, boss cries. He has return he has to return this body to Dida. It is not his to destroy. And Miranjo apologizes, but Boss tells her, yet again, he is the one to blame for everyone's suffering. He'd been blessed with all the joy this world could offer, and yet all it, um, all it would offer Miranjo was him. Now Miranjo begs Boji to destroy her so the curse could be lifted, and then Dida would return. The advice that was given to him... Boss said, we owe much to those we rule, and we should embody the spirit we would foster in their hearts. So train diligently, son of mine. Opis begs Boji to spare Miranjo's life. Boss drags himself to the mirror. They can go together. And as this happens, a demon's hand emerges to grab them. 
Now, Boji again made his way to Miranjo and smiled. He wants to save her from the demon, and the mirror breaks. Two white orbs leave the mirror and Dida's body, and they make their way to the sky. That's when the demon fully appears and laughs. Despa calls the captain to charge at the demon, but it jumps to the sky. Miranjo told Boss that she had lied. She would not be able to join him in death and vowed that the demon, um, that, and said that the vow she'd made with the demon can never be broken. Her orb is swallowed by the demon and Boss says, why is this? Why is, why can, or how can fate be so cruel? Why would, should you, oh my gosh, what is up with me reading? He says, what is this? How can fate be so cruel? Why should you be the only one to endure such misery? But Miranjo thanked him and the demon disappeared. Um, now, inside the demon, Miranjo begins to cry. And the little creature that's there tells her, so you finally arrived. We get to see a little flashback of little Miranjo and a little demon becoming friends. And now in the belly of the demon, Miranjo apologizes for breaking her promises. There are other souls in there that are beginning to scream as another demon begins devouring them, only to spit them out and eat them again. She will experience a world of suffering, boundless and eternal. So much. So much. Yeah. And wow, apologies to everyone who just uncomfortably had to hear me stumble over words. Uh, anyway, but let's go into the highlights. I just want to say that when Boss made the comment that Miranjo had found her true self again, I do like that idea because I feel like sometimes we act out of character that doesn't align with our true self. And sometimes, if you're like Miranjo, you go down a path that keeps you from your true self. Um, and I'd like to think that sometimes that can happen to all of us, where we just go against our true self. And it doesn't mean we can't return to that. It doesn't mean that we can't, like, make our way back to who we really are at our core. Um... I think it's a nice thought also to think that most people really aren't as bad as they seem. It's just that between life and choices, um, sometimes those things keep them from returning to that true self place again. So, yeah, it really seems like Miranjo kind of had blinders on to the rest of the world mm -hmm. when it came to staying on the path that she's chosen. And yeah, I do like that, that it's never too late to go back to being who you want to be and who you're supposed to be. So, mm -hmm. yes, I, I agree. I think that that's a, a wonderful sentiment. Yeah. Now, um, do you have anything else? What else was a highlight for you? I do. Okay, so <laughs> maybe it's just me and I'm very biased. But <laughs> so the fight between Boss and Boji. So even though Boss was technically in 
Dida's body, the way that we were shown the fight was boss as giant boss right. when him mm-hmm. and Boji were fighting. And t- to me, that fight really reminded me a lot of Levi versus the Beast Titan in <gasps> Attack on Titan. Um, oh just, gosh. you know, the size difference, but even, even like the camera angles of the fight and the way that Boji kind of looked like he was flying, it just, it gave me big Attack on Titan vibes. <gasps> and, you know, I mean, this is Wit Studio. Wit Studio did animate that scene, so maybe it could be an influence. Or maybe I'm just reading far much into it because Levi is my number one. Oh my gosh. Okay, now that you've mentioned it, I can only see that and I fully agree because <laughs> yeah, Wit Wit did an amazing job with like Levi escaping um Kenny's squad. Like that scene mm-hmm. also was like wild with mm-hmm. the whole weaving and blah blah blah. Like flying and then of the course windows. Exactly. And then um again with him fighting the beast and like taking it down and like going up and Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, Wit did all of that. So yeah, I agree. Totally love that Take comparison. those skills to good I, use for Boji. I welcome it. As someone who is, you know, in love with Levi as well, I welcome this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Oh my gosh. Well, now I think we're ready to move on to episode 22. So let's do it. Right. Episode 22 is called A Promise to the Demon. So in the darkness, again, we're back with Dida. He hears Boss's voice as he is showing him his memories with Miranjo after their horrible ordeal. We see a young Miranjo standing on the edge of a cliff as she willingly jumps off, but Boss runs in to save her. And then the two of them travel together and see many different lands. They seem to have a happy existence. One night, on a deserted island together, Boss remarks how he enjoys living like this, compared to all of the chaos from when he sought to be the world's strongest man. Miranjo hears that and decides to make it her mission to make that dream come true for him. (sighs) I don't know about you, but this felt like the biggest miscommunication trope ever. Because it was like this miscommunication of him saying, I'm very content with this life. I used to have this dream, but I love it. And then her saying, oh my gosh, he's giving up so much for me. I need to help him. I'm like, this Mm -hmm. is a miscommunication that is so erroneous that it has now set them on this path where they just are being kept from a joy and tranquil life. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, it just, I don't know. That's what could have been. Exactly. The biggest miscommunication trope error ever. (laughs) Well, time passes and boss continues to seek his strength. So one day he comes home to Miranjo and tells her that he wants a real battle for where he's fighting for his life because everyone she's chosen for him are too easy. Miranjo tells him there is one he could fight, and that's Chabishin, the god from 
Mm -hmm. a couple episodes ago who had taken over the kingdom and he also sprouted a weird third eye at some point which was super strange scary so yeah he's super weird and scary so boss goes to fight him and he loses he says he has no regrets and asks if miranjo wants to go back to that deserted island but Miranjo then tells Boss there is another way to have his wish granted of being the strongest. So the two of them go to see that red demon to ask him to grant Boss's wish. But before that, we see a young Miranjo meeting the young demon in the past who laments that every time he grants a wish, he turns into an uglier monster. Young Miranjo says, that's okay. I promise I will never ask you for anything. But in having Boss ask for his wish, she is breaking her promise. Dida, watching all of this, now also learns that this is why Boji has no physical strength. Because Boss took it from him. Okay, I had two things. One, I realized, but then as you were saying it, I got another one. I think it's so interesting <laughs> that one, Boss finally loses a fight, which to them means mm -hmm. their first reaction, Boss, let's go back to that island. I lost this fight. Let's go back to this island. And for her, the only solution is let's go to a demon. It's like you both have escalated so much from losing one fight. Like, right. Big escalation here. It just, uh, that also drives me nuts. But the, the second thing, though, is that it would be incredibly shocking for you to learn that your father was capable of that. Especially because Dida had had started to believe that Boji really was just a weakling. And to learn that it was entirely out of his control, that their father was capable of doing that. Oh my gosh, it would be like earth shattering. I don't know if I could have any good feelings for my father if I learned that from him. Like, yeah, Dida's getting a lot of, of boss's dirty laundry here. Absolutely. It's like, gosh, boss just royally gave them the middle finger, you know? And yeah, Dida's learning all of it. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Poor Dida. It's a lot. Yeah. So, boss, in this flashback again, now the world's strongest man, defeats Chabi Shin. But the victory feels hollow. So later on, on his deathbed now, Boss asks Miranjo to take care of Dida. Dida, now waking up in real life in his own body, sees his father's spirit fly away from him. And in that moment, he asks Dida to look after Miranjo. Um, I want to ask this. Do you think it is fair of Boss to ask this of Dida. I think that after everything that's happened, that I'm like, this is yet again a cruel thing that you are asking for someone else for your own selfish wants. Right. To kind of put that burden now on Dida to <sighs> kind of... Yeah, I, I don't think it's fair um 
I, I can see, you know, Boss clearly had such an emotional attachment to Miranjo, so I understand why he did, but clearly Boss is not very good at recognizing the impact his actions have on other people. So I'm sure he wasn't even thinking of Dida and his own well-being this whole time. I know. Like, so, you've apologized to Miranjo. Where's your apology to Dida? Where's your apology yeah. to Hilling? To Boji? Like, where are your apologies to literally everyone else? You're only apologizing to Miranjo. And instead of... I would find it more appropriate for Boss to say... um. Please do not blame Miranjo. I would, like, I will take full responsibility. Please do not blame her. But he doesn't say that. Instead, he just says, look after her. I'm just like, mm, are you kidding me? Yeah. <sighs> the audacity. Ah, awesome. he's the worst. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, the demon is now hovering above the group that's crowded below, and they're all unsure what to do now. Boji asks Hokuro to use his crossbow to shoot at the demon, but the arrow is easily flicked away. Despa asks Dessa to shoot him down with his lightning, and then the, the captain chops the demon's head off. So mm. Despa grabs the severed head and shouts to the demon, if you want your head back, then you will grant my wish. Despa begins to ask the demon to make his brother Oken, and before he can finish his wish, Boji interrupts him. So in that moment, Dida then stands up and shouts to the demon, bring Miranjo back to life. Everyone is stunned. In a vision now, Dida strides forward to Miranjo and offers his hand. He picks her up and leads her out from where she is trapped. Miranjo asks, quote-unquote, boss why he is doing this, but Dida shyly responds that he's Dida now. The younger version of the demon was there, too. Boji waves goodbye to him in this adorable moment. Ah, oh, precious. And Miranjo says she will return him to the way he was someday. Now, back in the present, normal reality, Despa is mad. Dida just took his wish. The demon summons Miranjo's frozen body from that basement, and she wakes up to Dida giving her a hug. He tells her that she was the one who helped him remain strong in the darkness. Miranjo sadly asks why she, why, as she is the one who did all of this. Dida says, no, you helped me to grow. And I want you to be my wife. Okay, we're pausing right here. Because Dida's, what, like nine years old? And Miranjo, not even counting the years she was sort of stuck in the mirror, has to be like 20-something, right? I am, I'm, I'm, I'm so mad. I think... I did look this up. It's okay. not a reliable source. And also, like, on the official, official stuff, it doesn't say the ages. So, on okay. a non-official thing, it said that he was a teenager. So, not nine, okay. but, like, a teenager, but definitely not 19. Okay. Um, 
She looks so small. I know. The the ages are so misleading because for the longest yeah. time, I thought Boji was like eight, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I was like, wait, he's the older brother? Then how old is Dida? So, like, it's all confusing. That's probably why I thought Dida was so much younger. Right. But even still, I want to say, but Dida could be nine. He could be 15. I'm still mad at this. Yes. I'm like... I'm just so mad at this because I'm like, boss said to save her. And why does that mean reviving her and then marrying her? Why couldn't, why couldn't Dida's wish been like, demon, I want you to release Miranjo of her broken promise, promise and send her to the afterlife happy. Like, why couldn't that have been it as opposed to reviving her and then marrying her? Oh my gosh. I know. I, know. I um, don't know. It just kind of, it also gave me like Stockholm syndrome yes. vibes. You know, Dida being like locked in with Miranjo in that dark void that they yes. got this weird connection. Well, because he's, yeah. he's like, you helped me grow. You were with me in the yeah. darkness. I'm like, she put you in the darkness. <laughs> right, she put you there. Like, what is uh, happening? I will say I this know. is my only complaint my only complaint I know. about the storyline this was my second time watching through the show and i was honestly hoping that like okay maybe this time around i'll i'll kind of get no i'm still very hung up on this yes me too i was like maybe i'll understand more as i'm analyzing and i'm like nope right. i still have those same feelings nothing's no, changed I, in my book <sighs> okay, well, unfortunately, we have to move on. I could rant about this for another 40 minutes, but... Yes! Okay, so oh. Dida is then proudly admitting that he won't let anyone hurt his wife-to-be. Oh. Apis, for some reason, looks thrilled. Despa is still mad that he lost his wish, and at that time, the captain charges towards Dida and Miranjo, stating that saving Prince Oaken was their entire goal, and you took this from us. It's not so simple to forgive Miranjo and move on. Despa then stands up and says, Okay, I will accept this. Along with reparations in the form of silver and gold, of course. <laughs> because that's what that's really what Despa wants. <laughs> he says... Oaken is immortal, and they'll get another chance. Despa then turns to Miranjo and tells her that he knows her past, and that it is now her duty to pass on why she committed the crimes she did to ensure this won't happen again, and that can be her atonement. And here I saw a big parallel to what Despa said for her to make sure that you make others happy and that's so similar to what Miranjo's mother had told her when she was younger to seek out the happiness of others for your own happiness. So I just thought that was kind of a cool parallel there. Absolutely. I feel like that could be a theme in and of itself with how often it's been repeated. So true. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Dida then stands up and he bows to Despa thanking him for accepting Miranjo and also for training Boji. Despa says that he merely widened Boji's horizons, as Boji had been training secretly himself, even when nobody believed in him. 
The captain now asks, well, what are we going to report back to Dessa? He's not going to be happy. We see Dessa still with that member of the ranking committee. None too pleased to hear that the plan to save Oaken had failed. He then just asks them to bring that compensation. What else can they do at this point now? Despa and the captain are shocked to hear that Dessa forgave them. But that's because Dessa said he is now ready to accept the first place ranking so that he may go to the treasure vault. Mm. Interesting. So, Hilling, Anne, and the rest of the, no- the knights now join the rest of our group in the courtyard. Dorsha comes to tell her that all has been resolved. Hilling walks to Dida to confirm that it's Dida, and he <laughs> tells her that the voice, her voice, was with him the whole time. She turns bright red and denies it. Dida tells her that Boji saved him. She tells the two boys that they fought well, and then, finally no longer able to contain her emotions, leans down and gives them a huge hug. Hilling then notices Miranjo, and upon learning who she is, stutters out to have her executed. But instead, Dida informs her that they are going to get married. And Hilling screams out in confusion, to which I say, same. <laughs> same, yes. Hilling, same. Yep. I agree. <laughs> oh, poor Hilling. She must be like, what? Did I miss? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so then we see Dessa walking with the ranking committee member as they approach the treasure vault. The man tells him that he has made a self-centered choice by fulfilling his own desire to save his brother Oaken. Then right at the end, we see Dessa's empty throne and ominously the last candle lit by it extinguishes. Oh, does it mean? <laughs> oh, all right. So a lot. We've already ranted about the Miranjo and Dida. So let's talk about a couple <laughs> other highlights here. Okay. So now I think we finally have the clearest picture of Miranjo and Boss's history. And again, like you said, it was a big miscommunication where Miranjo was never really on the pulse of what Boss wanted. And it was like she was trying to make it fit her narrative that she wanted to write for him at all costs. Again, just because I understand it doesn't necessarily mean I approve of it. And I just, I I feel like she's getting off too easy right now. Yes, I'm stammering over my words because I'm just flabbergasted like okay to put this in perspective like because we've talked a lot about forgiveness in this series I feel like Boji's reaction to Domas was very appropriate very understandable because he literally tossed him in the fiery pit of hell to kill him Mm -hmm. and yet I'm like why is there such ease of forgiving Miranjo right now? Like, is it because, like, really no one else died? Like, and that's why it's like, oh, no harm. But I'm like, the trauma, you guys. Right. I, I do feel like she's getting off too easy. And Boss, 
telling Dida to take care of Miranda, I'm like, you're just placing the burden of, like, caring again. It's just continuing the cycle, and you're putting that on your yeah. son. And yeah. <sighs> Miranda's getting off too easy. I'm sorry, I'm not that forgiving for these characters no. it no. just doesn't like, feel on right on your behalf I'm angry exactly they're like oh well if Dida can forgive then I can forgive and I'm like what I don't I don't know about that like yeah I struggle with that yeah that's again you know on my second watch through I was hoping I could kind of accept it more but I still find it so hard to just see I don't know like Miranjo having no consequences I mean I guess it is still too early to tell maybe Uh, we'll see something come but it just really yeah it feels like oh okay well we're all moving on now I know for me maybe we'll get more in the following season where it'll maybe show but I feel like the better alternative would have been boss apologizing to his family and just saying please don't blame her and then with Dida saying to the demon like free her and let her go to the afterlife happy yeah but I'm like oh it feels like this cycle is just continuing and everyone's like, yeah. okay. And it's like a big thing where it's like, well, now we're on the whims of Miranjo and Boss still. I don't know. Yeah. Clearly. <sighs> clearly. I mean, I guess we have to have conflict, but I don't want conflict. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Seriously. Well, and maybe the lessons of forgiveness are for us <laughs> to, to learn and evaluate. Because I'm like... No, I refuse this. <laughs> we're the stubborn ones that we're supposed to change. Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, I think it's time to move on to the final episode of season one. Ah, uh, let's do it. Okay. Episode 23, let's go. The title is The King and the Son. Now, Dida reassures his mother that he'll accept Miranjo's pain and the pain she's caused. He'll forgive it all. And Miranjo cries. The rest of them resolve to forgive her if Dida can do it, which I did hint earlier. My bad. But, you know, you watched it, so you know. (laughs) Now, Dida tells his future wife, that he'll give her every reason to smile again. But seeing this scene causes Hilling to affectionately reach out for Dorsha's arm and that causes him to cutely tighten up and Hilling laughs, which I just need to say, the only royal wedding I want to see in season two is Hilling and Dorsha. We can skip Dinah and Maranjo's wedding, I need Hilling and Dorsha. Otherwise, I will have a one-person riot. I'm just throwing that out <laughs> there. It's the only royal wedding I care about. You know, it's so funny. When I was watching this episode and I saw that moment, I immediately thought of you. And yes! I was like, I can't wait to see what you have to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I ate it up so much. I was like, 
let's let's rewind it and watch it again. It was so cute. Just tiniest little touch, but you know, <sighs> it was it was adorable. It was everything. Now, <laughs> back to reality, because I could talk about them. Uh, back to reality. Miranja looks up at the sky to see Boss with Sheena and her mother, which I need to say, the fact that Boss is like, we'll die together and we'll be together. I'm like, you've got a wife who who's up there. Like, yeah. again, and, I need to and, reel it back. Okay, so Boss gets to just go and hang out with Sheena and have a happy afterlife and have absolutely zero repercussions? I know. What is up with that? I'm... I don't know about this, but anyway, neither here nor there for me, um, but yeah, they're together and they look, all of them look happy and Sheena even gives her a thumbs up before they all go. Menandra cries again and commits to bring happiness to those around her. Dida also commits that he'll change too. He had been prideful and that let people deal with all the consequences he would like to make amends. And Bochi could see Dida's kingly nature. Opis then boldly said that if that's the case, he needed to relinquish his crown to Bochi. Everyone is shocked, but Bo- uh, but Dida says that is exactly what his intention is. And he signs, asking his brother to forgive him. Bochi is at a loss, and Hilling believes that it's her fault. She had stolen his confidence. Again, kind of an echoed theme. But Kage helps his friend refocus by giving him the thousand years of pain. If you're familiar with Naruto. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) I didn't even think of that. Yes, I was like, oh my gosh, amazing. Hilarious. Now, he knows that Boji is going to be a great king because he watched Boji do it. And as Kage reassures his friend, everyone basks in this glow of affection and the big four bow to him. And Kage reminds people that he understands what everyone's saying because he can read lips. Yet again, another surprise. It seemed to really surprise Domas. He was like, oh, crap. Probably. He's been able to. <laughs> yeah, probably because he's talked the most smack, him and Hilling, like, you know, the entire time. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, but Dida exclaims, my king, as he kneels to his brother. Now everyone cheers. And they were interrupted by Premier Sori, who had, you know, been the one to join Dida and Bebin on that walk many episodes ago. And Justice Minister Sandeo, who Dida had excused or dismissed, in air quotes, for wanting Boji to be king. They were there to celebrate the crowning of their new king. And Boji, he had to learn to trust him or trust them all with each toss. Um, They all wanted to congratulate him and they tossed him in the air. And with each toss, Boji could see his beautiful kingdom and Boji was happy. Now, Dida called for the others to take him to the throne room as he carried Miranjo there. Kage excused himself Now that Boji was king, he had no excuse or no business being around him because he was just a common crook. Rationalizing, Kage left, still cheering on his friend, though he did admit that he really was the one who needed Boji. 
This moment just made me so sad. Kage, he was the one who had been relentlessly cheery around Boji. The one who was always there to lift him up when he was feeling down. And in this time, he didn't think that he himself also deserved that. It just makes me so sad. It makes me sad, but it also makes me realize that, that sometimes our like number one friends, the one who is always cheering us on, sometimes they're having a little bit, you know, of a battle themselves with their own self-image. They're cheering you on, but they struggle with that same thing themselves. So keep an eye mm-hmm. out for those friends in your life because sometimes they need it too. Yeah. Um. Now, with Bogius King, the villagers are lining up to congratulate him. Uh, but Boji still has a small crown and he wonders where his friend is. Eventually, he searches high and low to find Kage and asks Domas and Horuko to help him find Kage. When he's nowhere to be found, Domas, forgetting that Boji can read lips, tells Hokuro that maybe Kage left on his own accord. And Boji is so upset that he leaves. Domas deduces that if Kage did leave, it would be near impossible for them to find him. And he said, it is not uncommon for people's paths through life to diverge. Rather, it's something of a miracle when they don't. Fate rarely lets us walk the same path to the end. Now, Boji hands his small crown to Apis and takes the king crown instead. This is what he wanted after all. Meanwhile, the Order of the Underworld is taking the massive boulder containing Oaken. Um, and they're about to leave when suddenly King Bo, disguised in like one of the Order people, he starts attacking. He is alive and he slices through the boulder in half, allowing Oaken to reform himself. King Bo slashes Oaken's head off and knock, throws it into the lake where it is swallowed by a massive fish. King Bo laughs and rushes off. Their differences are now settled but Oaken drags himself away. Now, walking through his kingdom, the villagers are happy to see their king. He still makes time to visit his favorite spot where he met Kage. Life feels different in a happy way, but it's not perfect because he still misses Kage. Hailing reminds Boji that it is his duty to not um, think of his feelings but to think of his kingdom and that as a leader that is his burden to bear but hilling realizes that this is about kage and softens and it kind of made me realize with hilling's initial advice to boji about his duty to his people not his feelings i think that this really shined a light on how hilling tries to repress her own feelings especially when it comes to negative ones because we've seen her stumble with her own feelings trying to repress them you know and to be a certain way yeah yeah or when she really wants to focus on i don't know like the how a royal person should be Mm -hmm. you know and then kind of realizes like oh i guess that's not really what's important right here exactly 
Now, meanwhile, Kage, he has built himself a new home and he's ready to show the world a new Kage. He's going to do honest work now, but he is shooed away from every shop when he asks about a job. There is still a prejudice of the Shadow Clan that follows him. Now, Kage tells himself to not be discouraged, and even when he dreams of Boji, he realizes that if he keeps looking back, he'll be lonelier. And that's when he sees the real Boji jump valiantly through the sky. He had been looking for his friend, and we get the full advice that Helen gave him. She said to Boji that it is his duty to the... Uh, you know, help the people be happy. But also if something mattered to him that he needed to pursue that with all of his heart. And she said that Kage kind of was like the sun radiating on him and helping him be better. She said, find the place where you can shine the brightest and make it your own. And told him that Kage kind of was like a good luck charm to him. And that if he protected Kage with all his heart, Kage would do the same in return and gave him the permission he needed to start his journey. Now reunited, Boji had told Kage that he had given the throne to Daida and that together with Kage, he wanted to create a new kingdom. And so now they are off on another journey. And that is the end of season one. Yay! Yay! Um, oh gosh, I loved every bit of that minus Dida and Miranjo getting engaged. But yes, <laughs> let's instead of talking about highlights, let's just talk about what we hope to see in season two. Um, and I wanted to say it to everyone as of right now in this recording. It has not been announced when this will happen. It could be a while. Um, but yeah, we're still super excited. So we're just going to talk about it while it feels fresh. So Taylor, do you want to kick us off with that? Um, yeah. So one thing that I'm really curious about what's going to happen. Um, I feel like it was never established what Dida had to give in exchange for his deal with the demon. Ooh, good one. Um, Because it was just too easy. You know, he brought her back to life, but you know that there's got to be a catch. And I just have this feeling that that's going to come back to bite him. <sighs> that's a really good one. I did not think of that one. Um... I want to say quickly, just speaking of Dida, and while we were talking, I realized that I had another thing I wanted to think about, and I wrote it down. Um, I want to know if Dida will ever share what he learned about Boss with the other people. Like, mm. if he'll divulge that Boji is the way he is because his father made a deal with the demon. Um, if Miranja will... Maybe he won't share Miranjo's past, but will he divulge his father's secrets? Like, Dida's yeah. the only one who knows. So... Yeah, that's true. I'm curious. Yeah, because to everybody else, Boss just seems like he was a great king. Yeah, he just was... He was strong. Yeah, he was just nutso when he got reincarnated. 
or yeah. um, placed back in Dida's body, but now he's gone, so everything's good. I wonder if he's mm-hmm. going to divulge that. So, mm, yeah. interesting. Yeah, but okay. What other things do you have? We'll just alternate. Um, man, I want to know what's going to happen with Oaken. I mean, the last we saw him, he was just slithering away to go try to find his head, which he probably will. I mean, he's immortal. He's got to get it back, right? I don't know. It just seems like the his threat is still very real. He has not been, has been taken out of the picture yet. Oh, yeah. And I was so mad at Kingbo. I'm like, man, the ego you have, dude. Like, right? In- insane. But um, especially because he was not there for any of the fight. He does not know how bad it got. I know it was purely out of ego. So annoying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very curious what will happen with Oaken. Um, I also am curious to know that now that King Dessa is officially ranked number one, I want to know if he chooses the right object for his brother or if it makes him crazy, like Pink. Kingbo's dad like we're gonna see it yeah or both like I'm very curious to see what this means for King Dessa I don't know if it feels ominous because you know that last scene we saw with that like candle blowing out yeah just doesn't give me good good vibes yeah like could this be the end of king dessa's reign like this is the beginning Mm -hmm. of the end for him i don't know but i'm excited yeah um well i mean stating the obvious but i'm just excited for more boji and kage adventures (laughs) yeah i'm just excited to see what they'll be up to next you know if they do try to form their own kingdom or if they just go you know exploring and try to learn more I just, I love the two of them so much, and I just want to see them more. I know. I'm excited for that, and I am also hoping that we still see the big four, um, and I'm hoping we still see Hilling and Dorsha. Like, I have so much hope for them, so I'm hoping things happen there in season two. (laughs) I know. So selfish of me. (laughs) Man, I just, now I just want season two right now, but I know it takes time. I know. I know it takes time. I and, know. Um, you know, we were talking, it is based on a manga, so maybe we could get, like, a good English translation of yes. the manga, so we can kind of find out what's going to happen. I know. Everyone, but... there there is a manga out there, um, but it is not available in the English translation. I think it's, like, in the works, kind of, but not really. Um, but yeah, hopefully we get one, because it will be one that I absolutely get. Like, yes. oh my gosh, that would be amazing. Yeah. So, Wit Studio, please. We want season two. <laughs> yes, we do. And then we will obviously be back to talk about it. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. Everyone, they would have to re-listen to this to get back, you know, everything all afresh, same as us. Yep. <laughs> and, then us we'll be, <laughs> and then we'll be back at it for season two. So... Um, but yeah, I think that that's a wrap on just what we hope for season two. So let's just like do yeah. our gold star and demerit, you know, and okay. on a good note. Yes. 
Yes. So this week I have the demerit and Megan has the gold star. Um, so I, you know, this one was really hard because I was sitting there thinking, I know you gave it to boss last week too. Mm -hmm. But then when you pointed out how he left that burden of caring for Miranjo to Dida, it just, it doesn't sit right with me. And then also that he just gets to pass on peacefully and suffer zero repercussions for what just happened. At least for now. <sighs> it just seems like Boss just gets to die peacefully and it's like, all right, you guys fix my mess. Good luck. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Sorry, I, Boss. You know you what? Get two in a row. <laughs> I think it's fair. He's multiple times said that the fault is his. So you know what? Fair. We're giving it we'll to We'll give him. it to you. Give it to you. I would also like to give a dishonorable mention to Sori and Sandeo, who were just hiding under tables, waiting for everything to blow over. And then they come out once they're like, oh, yay, Boji is king. Like, come on, guys. You gotta stand up for what you believe. Like, don't be a wimp. I mean, you could have at least searched high and low for more potions for healing. Like, you could have done something. Like, come no, on. they were just hiding. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that the dishonorable mention was mentioned. I approve. <laughs> um, for me, my gold star has to go to Boji. It started with him getting a gold yep. star. Now we're ending it with him getting a gold star. He became yes. the king that he wanted to be and he realized that that is just, he needs to go down a different path and he found his friend to accomplish it. And he's done yep. so much for all his people and he saved everyone. So it goes to Boji. Who else could it yep. be other than him? Nobody else. <laughs> Now, everyone, this wouldn't be a total season finale if we didn't end with season superlatives. So we're going to do that next uh, before we close. And so we have a couple fun ones. Taylor, who would you give as most improved character? Um, For me, I... I've got to go with healing because oh. when you when we first meet her, she seems to really fall into that kind of evil stepmother trope. And the only time we see her interacting with Boji is kind of like her putting him down or trying to convince him not to do something. And it just really seems like she is not on his side. She's just like, Daya should be king. Boji mm -hmm. is worthless. But, man, by the end here, you really see that that is not the case. That she has really cared for Boji, even if she hasn't been able to express it necessarily in the way she wanted to in the beginning. I really feel like she's coming more into that now and recognizing him. And, yeah, she's just awesome. I, I love her. I wouldn't have thought after the first couple episodes that at the end I'd be like, yeah, Hilling's the best. Right. She's one of my favorites. I I agree. Um, I think for me, the best and the most improved character would have to be Dida. He was so oh man, he got on my nerves. He was so such a brat. Cunning and prideful and just a little spit you know um 
Even to where when Bebin wanted to say, like, hey, you're, I need to set you on the path. Let's go, um, you know, walk amongst your people. He even was a, you know, piece of garbage then. But yeah. his time in the darkness really did help him. I don't like the conclusion of him saying, yeah, let's get married. But the part of him <laughs> growing from that 100% right. helped him become a... Uh, the most improved in my opinion. So I think we picked some good ones. Now. I agree. Best dressed. Who right. did you pick? Despa. Oh Despa and his wonderful no. poofy pants. <laughs> Not the poofy pants. No. <laughs> okay. Despa would definitely think he was best dressed. Um, he would. But yeah, no, I had to go with Despa. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Um, for me, I chose Hilling because she looked fabulous in all her gowns and she, she looked fabulous in her night casual gear. You know, I loved it all, especially yes. with her hair down in like an ultra low pony just to gather it at the ends. So I was like, oh, look at you. Yes. <laughs> Stylish. Um, now, who is the most likely to be famous? Who would you say? You know... I I honestly have to go with Despa again. <gasps> I just too. feel like he's got that personality of he's just so self-confident, at least outwardly. Mm -hmm. um, I just feel like he'd be the one to pursue fame, maybe for the money, probably just for the money. But yeah, I had to go with Despa. Oh, me too. And also, I think he would just be the one to boastfully promote, like, oh, yes, I taught the amazing King Boji. Like, isn't he wonderful? And, you know, yes. like, he he would just be very self-promoting. And we would love yeah. him for it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but that, that, that's the thing, though, is what I do love about Despa is, like, he could be that really annoying, self-centered character. But you, you see that that's really not the case. He really is a genuinely good person. Oh, and so I yes. love the contrast of that. Yes. The dynamic of between himself is just incredible. Yeah. Um, now, best bromance. Probably going to pick yes. the same one here. Probably. Um... See, I actually had two options. Oh, okay. There was Boji and Kage. Obviously. Obviously. But the other one that I kind of love is Domas and Hokuro. <laughs> Those are my top two also. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, okay. Boji and Kage. Very obvious. But for me, Domas and Hokuro grew on me so much because like... It looked like it wasn't gonna go well when Dom or when Hokuro was like, he only knows how to train himself. But yep. then it was like you could tell that they both had each other's back and they were just like a duo. You know, he was mm -hmm. they had the big four, but Hokuro was like the point five of the group. Cause he's like <laughs> there with Domas, you know? The big four point five. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So yeah. Totally. Oh man. Now, okay. Who is most likely to get married first? Huh. Man. 
I don't know. I mean, most likely, unfortunately, despite <laughs> all of what I don't want, it's probably going to be Dida oh, yeah. with Miranjo. That's I, probably who. Here's what's sad. It's like, he's probably going to get married first. Meanwhile, there are some, you know, the big four. Okay, Oppies looks like an old man. But everyone else looks like they are married, marrying type people. You know, yeah. I'm like, y'all could get married to any lucky lad or lady in this kingdom, and yet, yeah. Dida will probably beat you to the altar. Yeah, probably. Oh, jeez. Yeah, um, now, who is most likely to move out of the country? Is it cheating to say Boji because that's what he did? <laughs> I was gonna say Kage because that's what he did. So yeah, there we go. Now who? And Kage. Yep. Who is most likely to stay in their hometown? Um, you know, I think for this one, I'm probably gonna go with Dida because he, if he's the king now, he doesn't really have a reason to leave. He. You know, he doesn't have that adventuring spirit, at least that we've seen like Boji has, that he seems like he's content to stay where he is. True. And I would have thought like maybe Helling, but technically she did leave. And, you know, um, and Medanjo, she's been everywhere. And the big four, we don't know enough about them. So, yeah, I guess it is Dida. I yeah, I guess it's died up by a fault. So, who is most likely to save the planet? Boji. Okay. Of course. Let's not say it's Boji Besides though. Boji? Or Kage. Okay, okay. Cuz you know, okay. I feel like all of these could um, be him. Um, let's uh, Oh, I got one. I got a good one. Okay, you go. I would say Hilling because literally mm. if she's on your team, no one's going to die. You know, she's going to make sure that, you know, everyone, like, the mission gets accomplished. So, yeah. Yes. She's going to yeah. save the planet. And kind of to go kind of to go along with that, you know, would be Dorsha because he would not be stopped in his mm-hmm. fight. Yep. The muscle man with be. the healing woman. <clears throat> yeah. So they're the perfect pair. Yes, they are. In many ways. (laughs) Um, Okay, now who is most likely to die in a mysterious way? Mmm, ominous. You know, I think I might go with Dessa because I just feel like bad things are going to come his way. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. I was going to say one of the big four who mm-hmm. i don't know but literally they've all come so close to death that i'm like it's very likely that y'all will die and just not come back <laughs> and that yeah. alone will be mysterious true um now last one who has the best one liners um, I gotta go with Kage. Yeah, I think we had talked earlier <laughs> about how Kage will just, he will say what is on his mind. He will be blunt. I mean, that one time he called Hilling a dumbass to her face. Yep. You know, and then boss just, an old crackpot. <laughs> yes. 
He has no filter. And I love that for him because he says what we're all thinking. Oh, yes. Ah, perfect. Really. Honorable mention. Honorable mention to Despa being sad about dying because he (laughs) would not be able to spend his money. And then that he was too handsome to die. Too handsome to die. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, that was perfect. Everyone, that is a wrap for Ranking of Kings Season 1. Oh my gosh. We made it. Thank you so much for being a part of this and for sticking with us on Little Bit Weebish. We're so happy that you joined us. Definitely, if you'd like to continue supporting the podcast, share this episode with a friend, leave us a review, or join us for our next anime that we cover. What we will cover, I will share next week. And I will share Mm. who I'm covering it with. So if you just found us through Attack on Titan or through Ranking of Kings. I hope that you stay with us because I think that you will enjoy the next anime that we cover. I'm excited to be a listener. Yes! Oh my gosh. Can't and wait. I know. I'm excited, but also like, hey, if you want to come on again, let me know because it'll be a great I time. I would love to. <laughs> Don't have to ask me twice. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, plans are going to be in the works now. Um, yes. But everyone, we'd love to hear your thoughts. If you want to send us an email at littlebitweebish at gmail.com or a DM on either Instagram or TikTok, you can find me there. Let's chat. It's always a good time. Again, thank you so much. And we will see you next week. Thank you, everyone, for having me. I had so much fun. Bye. (laughs) 